Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This message is from the Glory Life City Church, where a man of God, the Apostle Francis, reveals the deep heart of God for the new creation in Christ. Glory Life City Church is a mandate from God to dispense the glory of heaven in the new creation in Christ, cultivating the apostolic heart of God in the intimate bond of fellowship, love, and power. Join in as the Apostle Francis takes us into the word of God. We thank God for today. We want to go straight into the word. and uh, For the past three Sundays, we've been talking about signs and tokens. And how God deals with his people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are ways that God works such that if God calls a people, He reveals unto them His ways. And when His ways are known and engaged, His works become automatic among such a people. The Bible said, God made known His ways unto who Moses and then his works unto the people of Israel is somebody here his ways to the people of uh, to his ways to Moses and then his works to the people when the ways of God are known his works can be seen praise God when the ways of god are known his works can be seen hallelujah and in a household like this where god has mandated us to build amongst other things a culture of the supernatural our emphasis is not on the works but the ways those that seek the works they only live in the now hallelujah but those that seek the ways not only do they live in the now but they also create tomorrow remember what the bible said in Deuteronomy 49 says that the secret things belong to the Lord but the things that are revealed the ways that are made known they belong to you and to your children's children one of the commands that God gave to the people of Israel is that they will teach their children of the ways so that they will not depart from the ways and as long as their children are clinging to the ways to the ancient landmark the works of god is from generation is from where to generations the only way to secure the operations of god in a particular generation is to teach them the ways of god hallelujah the only way to secure the works of god amongst the people is to teach them the ways 
so in a place where the culture of the supernatural is created or cultivated people are taught the ways of god praise the lord they are taught what the ways of god not for memory's sake nor for record sake but for practice and for active engagement hallelujah for what for what and for what for practice and for active engagement that is the only way a culture is created or cultivated so in talking about the ways of god as it pertains to the operations of god we understand as a people with a mandate of transforming the nations with the glory of god that the heavens and the earth are in constant interaction and communication in order to bring forth the divine effects of god hallelujah the heavens and the air and one of the platforms on which the heavens and the earth interact is the platform of the covenant see the covenant i said it last week one of the platforms on which the heavens and the earth interact is the platform of the covenant so that when there is a covenant there is an interaction between two parties an interaction between two people an interaction between two realms or two dimensions and to bring to bear the effects of that covenant there are certain tokens of that covenant that the people involved must engage must activate must use in order to bring to bear the full effect of that covenant is somebody here with me hallelujah yeah so that is why we are talking about signs and tokens so that we come to understand the things that god in his wisdom has made available to you and i that as we walk in that covenant which is the new covenant the covenant of the new creation the covenant of the christ there are things that god has made available that as we engage them in understanding they release certain virtues into our lives as it pertains to the blessings of the covenant hallelujah in the covenant that we are engrafted into there are blessings of supernatural prosperity there are blessings of divine health amen there are blessings of divine favor there are blessings of supernatural uh, um, authority power there are blessings of power over demonic 
forces and wickedness in high places. Hallelujah. There are all sorts of blessings. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places. According to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. But those blessings do not just appear. I've always talked about the conversion of spiritual realities into physical experiences. Amen. Hallelujah. Converting from the macro of heaven into the micro of the earth. Amen. How do you convert from the wide expanse of God's provision? You know, the Bible said in Philippians chapter 4 that he will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. So, that is the frame of reference for God's provision, riches in glory. That is inestimable. It is unending. It is unlimited. But in that unlimited realm, how do you convert? How do you transport from that unlimited realm into your limited experience how do you convert from the multi-million in god into your <laughs> hundred in in the earth how do you do that conversion so god gives a certain tokens of the covenant that as we engage those tokens in understanding and in faith they communicate in practical measures the blessings of the covenant are you here with me hallelujah those tokens communicate to us in practical measures the blessings of the covenant they communicate the micro units of the macro provision they communicate to you the thousand cities out of the multi-million provision of God are you here with me say the tokens a lot of people only resort to the tokens when they are in need praise the Lord but if you want to live in constant manifestation of the macro of heaven into our micro existence the tokens are for our daily application hallelujah the tokens of the covenant they are for our words our daily application and we've talked about how many tokens so far two the first one was what the token of the holy anointing oil praise the lord the second one was the token of the holy what communion and today i want to talk talk about the token of the holy garments hallelujah the token of what the holy garments the token of the holy garments some might call it the mantle some might call it the tillits today i came with my tillits just just to show off amen but I'm not going to go into the technicalities of the mantle and the tillits. I'm just, the holy garment forms the basis from which we can explain these things later. Amen. Yeah, so I'm not going to necessarily talk about these things, the tassels and 
the whole configurations, the numbers. I'm not going to talk about those things now. Maybe in the right time, I will be dealing with all those um, typologies. Okay? I have a sermon series called The Treasures of Our Faith. The Treasures of Our Faith. But that one, we will do it in uh, Fitness in the Word. But when we talk about the tabernacle, the dimensions, the articles of the tabernacle, what was inside, what they all mean to the present day church. You know, just to bring us to a place where we come to appreciate our faith. Amen. You know, a lot of times we preach a lot of things and we, we are, we, I don't know whether it's because we are not deep enough or it's because we are, we are more comfortable with things we don't understand. It looks like sometimes we are more comfortable with things we don't understand. Because things we don't understand does not give us any amount of responsibility and burden to carry. It's so simple. You know, they say, have faith in God. I mean, so it's simple. What is faith? Faith is confidence in God or anything we would want to, however we're going to define it. So, it's okay. So, okay. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Full confidence in God. And we do not want to understand what that faith is. We don't want to understand why we believe God for certain things. Because the moment we come to understand, we become responsible. Hallelujah. Amen. It is so easy to think that you needed something and you prayed and it didn't happen or you didn't get an answer. And maybe you will get a preacher who will give you the reason. Maybe you didn't give enough or you didn't pay your tithes or you didn't pray enough. Hallelujah. And it's so easy to accept something like that and then move on with your life. Isn't it easy? It's just easy. Then you move on with your life. A lot of us have a lot of things we expected which never came to pass. We have prophecies which probably didn't happen. But we are still in church and we are still fine. <laughs> Amen. But as soon as we go beyond that norm and then we delve into try, trying to understand, pressure all of a sudden begins to build up. All of a sudden, we begin to embrace responsibility. We begin to get to understand what you are supposed to do, what we didn't do. You know, we begin to look into our environment. We are beginning to look into so many things which you know are responsible for some of the things that are happening you are beginning to understand you no know, where people when people are trying to um, attribute something to just god so they can comfortably move on with their lives you stand somewhere and you understand that it is because of you and you have to deal with the pressure amen you have to deal with the feeling so most of the time we we are comfortable dealing with things we don't understand because it gives us comfort it gives us ease amen hallelujah yeah but we have to strive to always go deeper and go beyond the norm are you here with me yeah so we'll be doing i don't know when we will do it maybe i don't know but we will do it so that we will go through a lot of these things there are a lot of there are a lot of things you read in scripture you think they are past and gone you think some of people would think that they just belong to the old testament amen hallelujah they belong to the old testament they don't understand how certain things work they don't understand and you know a lot of things that we think they belong to the old testament which the new creation folks some of us 
think that they are past and gone we are living in the fulfillment of what they stood for we now have to spend a lot of time praying against people who are engaging those old testament technicalities against our lives presently we have the fulfillment yet people have their type and they still use it against those of us who have the fulfillment amen yeah so there should be a question as to how the fulfillment of the things look like do are they just confessions you will always keep making or they are actually practical things we will have to see are you here with me so we'll go into those details much later but today i want to set the basis for how god deals with us through the token of the holy garment amen see the holy garment as i said there is a way there is a way of daily application of these tokens you will see that if god should open your eye to see and let me let me relax i was going to take it strong but let me relax there is a way if god should open your eyes to see how our lives have been framed you know to have the kind of result that we have you realize that we are living in a second grade of the the original value we are living in a shadow of what really god wants us to have do you realize that for every thing that man has invented to minister to man both life and ability you remember last week we said that the two most important things that everybody looks for is what ability and life praise the lord it's ability and what and life and that's exactly what god has given to us in second peter he has given us all things that pertains to what life and what godliness check your bible that godliness is not about holy living it's talking about the ability of god in a man it's talking about divine ability so he has given us everything that pertains to life and what and godliness life and ability and because right from the garden of eden as soon as it began from when man came to the realization that the provision of god has been taken away from him which was the presence or we can call it the glory hallelujah you remember the the the, the series i think it was harnessing the glory the very introduction i told you here the measuring unit of the presence of the lord is what is the glory of god the only time you know that the presence the presence of god is in a place is when the glory is available over there amen so the presence of god is everywhere but the glory of god is in different measures in different places so you go to the football stadium though the presence of the lord is there but the glory may be let's say one kilobyte <laughs> so that glory is not strong enough to bring healing over there so for us to see certain effects of the presence we have to cultivate the glory you have to increase the temperature so that certain things can happen hallelujah so as soon as adam realized that that 
provision, the glory, out of which comes every other thing. Life and empowerment has been taken away. Quickly, Adam resorted to an artificial provision. And that was the beginning of everything that we artificially rely on to supply life and empowerment. Are you hearing me? To supply what? Life and empowerment. And you realize, God gives the holy anointing oil, which by artificial means, man provides for you perfume and pomade and every other thing. Are you seeing it? For everything that you artificially dwell on, there is the divine provision. But the problem is that our minds have been framed to rely or to use the divine provisions occasionally instead of using them daily. So we have a daily um, 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 usage of the artificial and an occasional usage of the divine. That is why we only see divine results occasionally in our lives, not as a present day continuous experience. Amen. So you use your permit and your spray and all of those things. And then you only go to the oil when you are sick. <laughs> Hallelujah. You get the point. All of these artificial, if you go back and study it, all of these artificial provisions are to give you a form of the spiritual manifestation. Hallelujah. You see how by the holy anointing oil, a man can encounter favor. And by certain perfumes and certain pomade, you can still, you know, create some kind of aroma around you that will give you certain favors. Amen. You can create certain effects by the aroma that you use. In the absence of the daily provision of the Holy Communion, we have resorted to the artificial provision of meals. So whereas the Holy Communion is supposed to support and to sustain our bodies, we have rather switched to daily eating of breakfast, lunch, and supper, and we take the Holy Communion once in a while. Are you, are you seeing it? Are you seeing the thing? That's why last week I was telling you that if you can work your way to switching gradually from the national, sorry, the natural dependence and begin to switch your whole existence to a spiritual dependence. That is when you begin to see divine expressions in your life without you trying to work it out. Hallelujah. Without you trying to do what? To work it out. You don't need to work it out. You don't need to work divine health out. You don't need to be sick and then now have to be taking the communion and be speaking in tongues and de declaring then you are now made whole. And then you go back to Banku and uh, Pepe and rice and stew. After some days you are sick again, then you go to the communion. Hallelujah. That's the problem. Then we come to the holy garments. And in place of the holy garments, we have our <laughs> Giorgio Armani and our uh, what again, Calvin Klein 
we have our Gucci <laughs> in place of the Holy. He said everything that God has provided to be supernaturally engaged, we have this artificial available with us, and we have been so used to dwelling on the artificial one on a daily basis and then switching to the supernatural one on occasional basis based on need that is why we don't have a life of consistent supernatural experience hallelujah amen are we fine that's why how come we don't have a life of su consistent supernatural experience that is why a lot of things are marvelous in our eyes when it should rather be the sign to the unbelievers but to us a divine heritage amen hallelujah all right let's go back to the scripture the holy garments say the holy garments amen the holy garments 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 you can see the parallel in in the lives of the people of israel when they were genuine through the wilderness two things that god provided as a matter of let's say three god gave them the oil after the uh, art of the apothecary then god also gave them the communion in the form of the manna hallelujah the manna and then the quills you remember the manna is was in the form of a bread so to say and the quills was actually the flesh and then another thing god provided for them was that bible said that their clothes never wore out god induced into their garments a divine element and because of these three the bible said all through the 40 years except those who died through disobedience and rebellion none of them was sick hallelujah imagine such a life amen imagine such a life so imagine how your life will be if you will begin to restrict yourself to these three provisions of the covenant i'm not saying it's uh, red and white morning afternoon evening <laughs> i'm talking about the consciousness the consciousness that whatever i partake of i partake of not for satisfaction but for what but for what participation hallelujah so that when when i am eating my rice and then the stew i i eat in the consciousness that i, I am participating in the provision of the flesh and the blood of christ hallelujah when 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 i am dressing i dress with the consciousness that my dressing is a holy covering amen it, it starts from here when you switch your mindset and begin to operate you know the bible said in colossians as we are in Christ, let us set our minds on things what above. Let us set us. So if you begin to set your mind on things above, if you begin to upgrade your consciousness, say upgrade. 
you begin to upgrade your consciousness that is when you begin to find value in the occasional application of the tokens amen so that if i am eating by the day my normal meal i eat in the consciousness of participation not in the consciousness of satisfaction when i am dressing i dress in the consciousness of holy covering not in the consciousness of just beauty and comfort you know i know a lot of ladies who you want to be comfortable in what we wear and those kind of reasons that they give it's not about comfort it's about consciousness of a holy covering praise the lord consciousness of a what of a holy covering you know a lot of diseases that we suffer from are due to exposure and your normal dress cannot cover every part of you they can't cover your nose <laughs> so you will breathe in certain things but when you upgrade your mind that what i wear is a holy covering you you stretch the physical limits of your dress hallelujah and engage a supernatural benefits of the covering that is when you can even enter into a germ infested virus infested environment still come out clean you don't need any goggles and uh, all the gloves and all sorts of things covering you you know you know those those pictures uh, those guys with dealing with ebola you don't do all of those things you no know, trying to it is all about covering hallelujah it's all about what so if you are able to upgrade your mind so that you walk in the consciousness of the divine that those seeming physical things actually are representatives of spiritual realities and you walk in the engagement of the revelation that as i do this i am partaking i am participating of a divine essence when occasionally you carry your mantle it is not to do something new it is to bring fulfillment of your daily application when occasionally you raise your oil it is not to do something new but to bring fulfillment of your daily application are you with me when you occasionally break the bread and drink the wine it is not an occasional manifestation but it is an apex it is a, a consummation of a daily experience are you here with me so when we raise the oil it is not a new application it is supposed to be a consummation of a daily application you see the difference here when i take the wine and the bread it is supposed to be a consummation of a daily application when i raise my mantle it is supposed to be a consummation of a daily application is somebody with me here hallelujah so it is time that we upgrade our minds such that we begin to see god in our daily experience A lot of people you don't even know the difference between christianity and non-christianity 
because the experiences are the same the sicknesses are the same the disappointments are the same the poverty it is the same hallelujah across the divide is the same experience you are suffering the unbeliever is also suffering you are complaining about the economy the unbeliever is also complaining about the economy so what then is the difference between the two of you praise the lord what then is the difference you are not seeing difference because you have ignored the daily opportunity of creating value the daily opportunities of bringing god into your life the daily opportunities of manifesting the glory of the lord and a lot of us only rely on occasional opportunities praise god we only rely on what occasional opportunities occasional hearing of the voice of god when we are daily making mistakes amen daily life of mistakes occasional hearing of the voice of god to bring redemption instead of daily hearing of the voice hallelujah daily walking in the direction of the lord come with me to exodus sorry numbers 14 verse 14 Numbers 14, verse 14. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. For they have heard that thou, Lord, are among this people. That thou, Lord, are seen face to face. That thy cloud standeth over them. And that thou goest before them by the day in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. This was the testimony of the people that God stands over them, God covers them. Hallelujah! God stands over them. The token of the holy garments is the token of divine covering. Say divine covering. Hallelujah. The people had a testimony that God stood over them. He hovered over them. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 1, we see the hovering of God upon the earth. Are you here with me? We see the hovering that the spirit of god who fed upon the deep upon the waters so there is an ability in god to hover over a people there is an ability in god to stand over a people there's an ability in god to cover a people are you with me hallelujah god stands over them and in the hovering of god god does not just show up to cover a people there are a lot of people who walk around without covering and because of that they are always open to all forms of attack they are open to anything that is flying 
you know in the realms of the spirit attacks come in various ways some of them come as a form of arrows praise the lord the bible calls the devil the prince of the power of the air praise god and it is because of the activity the evil activities of the air that is why we, we have what we call airborne disease diseases come through several portals and they carry their name after the portal through which they come you mention every classification i'll give you which portal they come from and i will show you from scripture what we call airborne disease are because there are wickedness in the air and when we have to deal with aerial matters we deal with covering there are two things that comes to play when we are dealing with aerial matters i'm not talking about area aerial a-e-r-i-a-l when we deal with matters of the air we deal with covering and we deal with wings amen are you very fine yeah we deal with what covering and we deal with what wings hallelujah we deal with covering and we deal with wings when we are dealing with matters of the air they come in all forms praise god when we deal with you see i don't want to go into a lot but when we're dealing with issues of blindness issues of certain diseases issues of um, 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 locational or geographic cases we are dealing with matters of the air there are certain things eh, you can escape by relocating there are certain things you cannot escape by relocating because they belong to the air amen certain things belong to the soil so maybe like the way you have left your hometown you have come you can be blessed but if whatever is holding the family is aerial oh go to ghana you can go to america you can go to uh, haiti even when there is earthquake and you enter the earth <laughs> so long as there are air spaces you know you understand atomic um, molecules and all so long as there are air spaces it will catch you there so when we deal with aerial matters we are dealing with coverings and what and wings and in the covering of god the token that stands for the covering is the holy garments the token that stands for the covering of god the token that covers the people out of out of the the assaults of the air is the holy garments so god was standing over the people hovering over the people covering the people hallelujah right from the beginning god began his creation with a covering hallelujah god began creation with what with a covering without a covering there cannot be creation creation only happens within the space of a covering amen hallelujah within the space of a covering covering determines jurisdictional authority praise god covering determines 
term is what? Jurisdictional authority. God established his jurisdiction in Genesis 1 when his spirit hovered upon the waters. When his spirit covered the entire earth, he established his authority over the earth. And for us to walk in the application and in the fulfillment of that prophetic provision, God gives us the holy garments. So God was a covering over the people in the form of a pillar by day in a cloud and pillar by night in fire. And as they went on, God now begins to give instructions to them on how they are going to activate and sustain that divine provision. Watch it. Anytime God initiated something, after time, he gave them a physical representation to sustain what he initiated. Are you with me? Yeah. Because in actual sense, when it comes to the heavens and the earth, the operations of God on the earth will require man's consistent intervention and man's consistent cooperation. So God initiates, man administers. God does what? And a man does what? Administers. So God initiated that covering. As Moses prayed that God, we are not going without you. You remember that prayer? We are not going without you. We are not leaving Egypt without you. We don't have what it takes to go through this battle. We don't have what it takes to go through the, the wilderness all by ourselves. God said, don't worry. I'm going to give you my covering. I'm going to cover you. I'm going to stand over you. When, when, when you move, I'm going to be upon you. Hallelujah. But then over time, God now transfers the administration of that divine provision to man. Do you see how it works? God now transfers the administration of that divine provision to man. That's how God works. Anytime God initiates a divine operation, he transfers the administration of that operation to man. And most of the time, he always gives man a physical token as a point of contact. He always gives man a physical token as, as, as a unit of activation, as a plug, as a device to activate the divine. We read it when Jesus sent the people. First time he sent them, he just prayed over them. Second time he sent them, he gave them anointing oil. Hallelujah. That is how it works. God initiates and then he gives the administration to man. So in Exodus chapter 28 verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, And take thou unto Aaron thy brother, and his sons with him, from among the children of Israel, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron, and Nadab, and Abihu, and Eleazar, and Itama, all of all of which were Aaron's sons. 
and thou shalt make holy garments say holy garments for Aaron thy brother are you there Exodus 28 and what are the essence of the holy garments for glory and for beauty for glory and for what so there is you can't say that up until that time Aaron was naked hallelujah but this time God was giving something specific to the priest which will serve a spiritual purpose for glory that holy garment upon Aaron will become the storehouse of the power of God will become the conductor through which the glory of God is released over the people that holy garment will become the, the device by which God will extend his covering over the people praise God by that holy garment Aaron and the whole of Israel will be covered under God and you see when you are covered under God when you are under the covering of God nothing can touch your body nothing you know a lot of people say that um, God God had to talk to Moses to go to the top of the mountain to die but in actual sense, you realize that Aaron died before Moses amen Aaron died before Moses and the reason why Aaron had to go before Moses both of them God had to take them away God had to kill them God killed both of them they didn't die by any sickness amen Aaron just went to um, Moses went to the mountain God said go to the mountain and go and die so he went and he went to die it's interesting praise the Lord interesting but look at what happened with in Aaron's case in Aaron's case Numbers 20 Numbers chapter 20 verse 25 to 28 let's read something so today I'm just establishing some basis so don't miss it when we announce the series on treasures of our faith it's going to be wonderful we are going to work you you will do you will do mathematics you will do physics you will do trigonometry so if you have forgotten go and revise those notes <laughs> so you will understand and maybe through some of those teachings i will try and draw out the coordinates of heaven for you to see those of you who have not gone to heaven before the lord be with you amen <laughs> now let's go to numbers 25 eh, sorry 20 from the verse 25 to 28 says take Aaron and Eleazar his son so this is God God comes to Moses Moses was not dead yet God comes to Moses says take Aaron and Eleazar his son and bring them onto Mount Hall and strip Aaron of his garments strip Aaron of what the holy garment take the garments away from off his shoulder take the garment that covers him and look at what and put those garments upon Eliezer his son and Aaron shall be gathered unto his people and shall die there and Moses did as the Lord commanded and they went up into Mount Hall in the sight of all the congregation you know in those days 
It is not like today that death has become a, 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 a scary thing. They understood supernatural things. They understood dimensional realities. They, they, they saw or they understood death as a quantum shift. You understand quantum shift? Yeah. They, if you don't understand, don't worry. God, God is with you. <laughs> they, they, they saw death as a as a shift in reality. So most of the time, they all knew they were going to die. They, they discussed it. They knew they were just stepping into another dimension. Hallelujah. And most of the time, they preferred to die than to keep living in the sphere of humanity. Praise God. The reason why they preferred to die was because these were guys who had seen, you know, Hebrews 11, they had seen that city. They had seen the fullness, the glory of the fullness of God's provision and promise. That they were eager to partake of it. So to die was a step closer to that reality. Amen. Hallelujah. That is a, You see, before, before Joshua, Caleb, all of those guys would step into the promised land. Moses has seen it, had experienced it. Amen. And God had to talk him out of it. That though you have seen it, but I don't want you to go there. Praise God. You have seen it, but I don't want you to go there. You remember one of the one of the prophets, um, is it Jacob? I don't remember, or David, one of them. He he wrote down that they should gather his bones and then rebury his bones in the promised land. How many of us remember who? It's Jacob. Good. These guys had seen it. So to to transition from the physical realm was actually good for them. You remember Paul said that it is good for him to die. It's good for him to live. But for their sake, he also thought of who will teach them and who will instruct them in the ways of the Lord. So he decided to tarry for some time. So that they will grow. So sometimes you should understand Paul when he is bashing them that they are not growing. They are still children after many years of teaching them. Because he needed to leave. He needed, he, they needed to grow so that he would move on. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that could be a question in our quest for immortality when we get there. Why is that the so-called people who talked about living forever, David, Jacob, they all talked about immortality. At a point, the same were willing to die. Praise God. The same were willing to die. Uh, Jacob, his name was called, his name meant was supplanter, is that not a deceiver? And then God changed his name and made his name Israel, which is prince of what? Prince of God. The Lord be with you. Clap for yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, here is Jacob who comes to see that he's about dying. And the Bible said that, and Jacob called all his sons and commanded them to listen to their father, Israel. Praise God. So, death was, was not a scary thing to them in those times. Moses had, had discussed this thing. He said, hey, Aaron, uh, I know you are my brother. But God came to me. 
that it is your time, you have to die. I'm sure if it was today, say, hey, Moses, I knew it. I knew you wanted to take my position. I knew all this, so I didn't like me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And Aaron knew that he could not die as long as that holy garment was on him. Praise the Lord. Wow. He could not die as long as the holy garment was upon him. Holy garment. Death brings into force, into engagement, three elements, three essential elements. Anytime death shows up, there's the element of the soil, there's the element of water, and there's the element of air. If you are able to deal with these three elements, you will always stop death from appearing. Praise God. You will always what? Stop death from appearing. How many of us have gone to hospital close to mortuary and it's like death is in the air. We feel it. We can, we can smell it. Amen. People are dying. They want water. Anytime death is showing up, death is standing by you. These three things are there. If you can intercept the operation of these three, the person will never die. Praise God. Don't miss out on any series talking about immortality. I pray that you will not die. In Jesus' name. So, here is Aaron with this holy garment on him. And he knew that as long as this holy garment was on him, he's not going to die. So, God tells Moses that take Aaron and then his successor, Eliezer, go onto the top of the mountain, take the holy garments from him and put it on Eliezer so that Aaron will now have the permission to die. And look at what happened. You see it in the scripture. And Moses did as the Lord commanded. And they went up into Mount Hall. In the sight of all the congregation. This was the burial service. Powerful one. I, I, I pray that I would depart like this. So that I would take all the sour myself. And know those who like me and those who didn't like me. <laughs> In the sight of all the congregation. Moses made an announcement. Hey, hello. People of God. Your high priest, his time is up. <laughs> so we are going to the mountain. And he will not return. He will return a dead body. In the sight of all the congregation. They went up to the mountain. And the Bible said, And Amos stripped Aaron of his garments. And put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there in the top of the mountain. And Moses and Eleazar came down from the mount. So, what was standing in the way of Aaron dying? The holy garments. Say the holy garments. Hallelujah. When we talk about mountain is not just impartation. You no know, people call mountain and all they think about is impartation. My God. We are talking about things that cover you and keeps you from every assault of the enemy. The holy garment is a covering that disconnects you from anything that has the potential to cut short your life. So such that even God had to do away with the garment first before he would strike Aaron down. So Aaron had to organize 
the burial service of uh, Moses had to organize the burial service of Aaron before he himself would go. He thought he was doing it for. <laughs> After that, God came to him. It is now your turn. As for you, there is nobody higher than you to take your garment. So you yourself go. <laughs> take the garment away yourself and die there. Because the garment, the reason why Aaron had to go, because Aaron was submitted under Moses. So Moses is the one to take away the garments. Apostle Francis will be right back. We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction, Lashibi, of the Ashaiman Nungwa Highway for a Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. Welcome back to the message. Are you here with me? So that Aaron will have that permit to depart. If God had just taken it away from Aaron, said that Aaron died, it would have brought disrepute to the garment. Are you seeing the connection here? So the holy garment was God's provision, token, to cover the people. And look at something. As time elapsed, now the holy garment which was on the prophet Aaron, now God comes back and he instructs them that I am now going to delocalize or decentralize, let's say, decentralize the covering. Amen. God says, I'm not going to decentralize the covering. So now, instead of Aaron only having the holy garments, you are going to teach the people of Israel to make up their own garments. But this time in a different way with a particular feature. So that by that feature, I will be able, just like God was able to multiply the spirit that was upon Moses on 70 others, I will be able to multiply what is in Aaron's garments on every other government, uh, garment in all of Israel. Hallelujah. So come with me, let's continue. To Numbers 15. From the verse 37 and 38. Are you there? And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments. These are the fringes. Let me show you. In the four corners of the garments, they were supposed to make fringes. The four corners. You see, there are also two there. In the four corners, make fringes in the borders of your garments throughout their generations, and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribband of blue. And you know, these fringes, these four fringes, or these four, we call it the tassels. These four tassels or these four borders in the New Testament, we see it representing itself as the hem of the garments. These four were connected typologically to the four 
holds the four corners of the altar in the tabernacle of God. So it was a way of God decentralizing what was instituted and concentrated upon Aaron. Decentralizing it in all of Israel and not just all of Israel but then in all of their generations. So that now God now extends the effect of the holy garments from a localized place in the tabernacle. Because even Aaron was not taking the thing everywhere the tabernacle had a place where they hung the holy garments so anytime he entered there he took the garments are you with me but now god was breaking the boundaries of the operation of the holy garments so that from that holy garment on aaron god now says that all of israel and then all of their generations that will mean that wherever the generations of the people will be so God now breaks the local barrier and now breaks the geographic barrier and now breaks the ethnic barrier and then makes it an entire generation. Hallelujah. An entire generation. Generation is not defined by any barrier. Generation is defined by time scope. Amen. Hallelujah. And he says that this time you are going to make those four tassels or those four fringes because the fringes are there for connectivity because the holy garment upon Aaron is is is, is a containment it's a reservoir of divine virtue but Aaron cannot be everywhere and Aaron will not live forever so god now gives them the opportunity to make these tassels on their garments so that by these tassels they could connect symbolically to what was existing in the tabernacle are you here with me so that that covering which was upon aaron by extension will now be upon all of israel and their entire generation Say the token of the holy garments. Praise the Lord. So the key in this token is the four tassels, the four corners. And you see the number four or the four corners reverberating through scripture in various ways. In various ways. The four wings of the earth. The four corners of the earth. The four elemental forces. Praise God. The four corners of the tabernacle. Are you here with me we see it in so many places i said i'm not going to go into the technicalities but here is the thing now you come into the new testament and then after a long time just like many others just like the anointing oil just like the holy communion just like other things which which have been lost through time jesus is now beginning to redick the old wells He's now beginning to reactivate certain things. He reactivated the, the water on the feet. Because God did it with the people in the, in the wilderness. The water on the feet. But over time, they are not walking in those tokens anymore. That is why there was a huge gap of time with, with people not experiencing anything God. Not that God was not there, 
but because the tokens of the covenant that God had with them were silent. You realize that tokens have voices. Tokens are able to speak. Hallelujah. The tokens of the covenant have the ability to speak for you. They have the ability to speak. It is the representation of the entire altar on which that covenant is. Is somebody here with me? Hallelujah. So we see this woman. Let me just end. It's almost time. We see this woman with the issue of blood. We know the story. Who said to herself, I may not have the protocol to stand before Jesus. No, you know, Jesus had bodyguards. Hallelujah. His disciples were his bodyguards. You read that scripture. The Bible said that after everything, Jesus said, Who touched me? And then the disciples said, No, nobody has touched. We are with you. We are we have nobody has touched you. Jesus said, No, somebody touched me. So he had a protocol. When you see it today, relax. Jesus had the same thing. Amen. Yeah, Jesus had the same thing. There's a way you can, you know, a lot of us we read the scripture in in as a mixture. You get it? You read the scripture as a mixture. You read the scripture sometimes as a traditional story. Sometimes you want to read it as a contemporary story. And mostly, we twist it to fit us however we want to feel comfortable about it. But if you want to convert every setting into a contemporary setting, most of the things a lot of people are fighting about today, they are all there in the scripture. Praise God. They are all there in the scripture. Like Jesus is doing ministry, he's preaching to people, doing crusade, or let's say seminar, conference, powerful conference. And then his parents will come to the backstage where the ushers are. That Jesus is sitting there, tell him that uh, we want to speak to him small. He said, But who are you? Ah, don't you know me? I'm Mary, his mother. Then he went to Jesus, hey, Your mother is. So, no, go ahead and tell her. These are my family. Hallelujah. So, a lot of the things, and I am sure some of you, based on closeness and relationship, if one day we are doing something on a very big stage, you, when you come, you will feel like, Everybody is my papa. When an usher is giving you some seats at the corner, you will call another usher you know, that it gets me to the front. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. But Jesus. With all this heavy security, Jesus is one of the only few people who travels with an entourage of more than 100. Remember, at one point, when he fed 5,000 people, he had journeyed with those people from city to city. He goes to one city. When he's moving to the next, others will join him. Imagine a man of God coming to Ghana and they come with about 10 private jets full of people. I'm sure the radio, I remember some two, three years back when Pastor Chris came here for the first time. They were talking on the radio. Why have they blocked all the principal road? If it was Jesus, I am sure Ghana will close down. There will be by first holiday. He traveled with an entourage of more than a hundred people per time. Average entourage was always 12, the least. Sometimes 70. 
Sometimes one, you remember, Jesus had 120 people. You think they were sitting, he was only doing meetings with them. He was traveling along with them. Praise God. So you will have an entourage of 120. Amen. Yeah, when we when we travel, you and your wife and your children, you are part automatic. When we go, maybe the whole city, we will book all the hotels there. They will know that ah, so who are these people? All of a sudden, all the hotels are full. Eh, all the hotels, it's like sometimes traveling to a place, especially a place like Kumasi, where they like funerals. You go there on Friday, you can roam and roam and roam. Every hotel is full. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You go with an entourage, 200 people. You take all the nice hotels in town. One week. Amen. Hallelujah. So with this heavy security, this woman said to herself, I know. I know of the Torah and I know of the records which reveals that there was a holy garment on the high priest and because of that garment the high priest did not die until it was taken away from him and even god commanded that that garment replicated in all of israel said she talked to herself you know when you read it that you would think that it was just a thought that came she had taken time to process all these things she reasoned with herself that if this man is really the high priest that he is if this man is sent from God as we claim he is sent from God then there should be something in his garments hallelujah and she, she knew that out of the high priest Joshua every other garment God instructed that they will have those four bodies or those four corners which is the tassel or the hem so he said that if I can just at least touch that hem because there is a word of prophecy concerning the hem of the garment. In Malachi chapter 4. Come with me to Malachi. Are you there? Malachi chapter 4. Verse 1 and 2. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly and shall be stubborn, and the day that cometh shall bend them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Verse 2. But unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. He is going to arise with healing in his wings. The wings there is talking about the hem. So she knew of this prophetic word, and she thought to herself that if I can touch the hem, of that garment i know i am going to be healed because that is where the healing is that is the store where the, the storehouse that is where the power is stored that that is where there is the connection the connection is not is, is not in the entire material the connection is at the hand hallelujah so the holy garment she understood that the holy garment was not just for a covering of the one who used it but was also a storehouse of power which could be transmitted through the hem to anyone that would touch it hallelujah and when this woman did this news spread news spread we have we are talking about a generation who have endured about 400 years of darkness and silence they have not seen god work they have not seen god heal the sick they have not seen any man come to do some of the things that they have read in the torah the thing that they have read in the pentateuch 
They have not seen any man. So news spread. Everybody now hears that hey, a man has come whose garment, like that of the priest we read about, is healing the sick. And look at what happened. Something happened in Matthew chapter 14, verse 35 and 36. At some point in time, Jesus, after they had they had they had they had come back to shore from the experience of the waves, the the the, the, the tumult at sea. The Bible says, and when the men of that place where they came to, when the men of that place had knowledge of him, of Jesus, they sent out into all the country, run about everybody. They sent, if it was like today, they will send they will send WhatsApp messages. Uh, Facebook messages viral everywhere. They sent you to everywhere. They say, hey, that man, because the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, she had been a case study. Do you know what it means to be sick of something for 12 years? In a place, it's like that is the first time that's happened. You call it hemorrhoid, right? And it has not happened before, so they have made you a case study. The publications are writing all sorts of things. This woman, and she was known. Hallelujah. She was known. So when that happened, the thing had already gone viral. As soon as they realized that this is Jesus, the same guy, wearing the same dress. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, when tokens are set to work, it does not matter who has fit. <laughs> Talking don't work by the faith of the people. They work by the agreement of the people. Hallelujah. As long as the people agree and acknowledge that God has given us this talking as a point of contact, as a physical material which will communicate and which will transmit a divine essence, if we can acknowledge, if we can agree, our faith is irrelevant. Our cultural background is irrelevant. Our spiritual maturity is irrelevant. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And when they learned that it was Jesus, they sent news throughout the whole country. Look at a place like Ghana. I'm trying to make you think in contemporary terms how the Bible is written. Look at a place like Ghana. And they send news. It was not CTO. The Bible said the country even ran about, even neighboring countries like Ghana. And then Jesus comes to town from the airport. And you will always see somebody like today, you will always see somebody in the airport. As long as he sees that this is Jesus, then you will do some small video. Maybe while Jesus at the immigration point stamping his passport, you do some small video and share it. The man whose garment healed the woman with the 12 years issue of blood is in town. They started sending. Bolgatanga people started coming. Who people started coming? People from Abitifi, everywhere in Ghana, Kumase, Takradi, everywhere, everybody, all the bad. You can, you can imagine the congestion on the system. All of a sudden, buses are full. You go to the station, they are full. People are in a queue waiting for bus. Their flights are all booked. Everybody is coming to Accra. Hallelujah. So that they can what? The Bible says that so that they will come at least to touch. Hmm. 
and they besought him they brought unto him all that were diseased and they besought him that they might only amen that means that jesus was preventing them amen they came it's like two people will come and knock your door so jesus please come on come and pray for us you think it is true only for you to go out and you see thousands of people outside your house what do you do you quickly go back and then shut the door they said they besought him that jesus oh dear we know of one thing if we can touch your garments if we can touch your garments if we can touch your garment we know that we will be made whole if we can touch your garment we know that we will be made whole there is a token that god gives his people it is called the holy garment it is god releasing himself into the garments so that the garment loses its elemental materiality now becomes a heavenly materiality it now becomes a transmission medium of the power of god it now becomes a transmission medium of the of the ability that is in god hallelujah prophet elijah asking for the double portion he sought for a garment praise the lord he sought for a garment the man of god uh, 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 paul when he went into rome acts 19 this man was preaching this is a town full of sorcerers full of evil worshippers idol worshippers evil men we know the story they were serving a god called diana and the bible said two years teaching the people in the school of tyrannus the bible said it got to a point after he had built enough momentum after he had saturated the entire place i was said the people came to him with handkerchiefs with aprons and they came to rub on the body of the man of god and they took those handkerchiefs they took those aprons and they healed the sick do you know something in the bible two things they had this culture they had this culture the time is uh, can i do 10 minutes and uh, please can i do 10 minutes okay they had this culture they understood that the virtue of a man is seen in the quality of his flesh and in the height of his shadow amen so when they you remember when when uh, in egypt when they saw moses from the river they picked him up as soon as they looked at him you remember the description they were describing his face that this one is quality this one carry this is a goodly child praise god this is a goodly child and i told you in fitness in the word the the material for the creation of man how many of us remember I said it's what it's good it's not it's not it's not soil okay so come to fitness in the word i'm going to show you and prove it to you so as soon as the people the people understood that is why peter at some point his shadow was healing the sick it was not as just a, a supernatural phenomenon it was something that people believed in so it was not that peter used his shadow to heal when when access becomes difficult the people resort to the extension 
That is what happened. When access becomes difficult, when they can't see the man of God, thank God you are blessed that you can always see the man of God. Hallelujah. But there might one day come when access is difficult, especially if you are not a consistent church member. <laughs> access will be difficult because uh, definitely I am not going to sacrifice time with somebody who is so sacrificial, always around with for somebody who comes once in a year. If the two of them need my attention, I will give my attention first to the one who is consistent. Before, even Jesus did the same. You remember one time, one woman, the Syrophoenician woman went, she needed healing. Jesus said, no, no, no. Healing is for the children of God. It's not for you. You, you, you eat from the crumbs on the, under the table. The woman said, no. I will still enjoy the crumbs. Give me the crumbs right now. They said, your faith is great. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus understood the, 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 the issue of priority when it comes to access. The reason why, it was the fact that people intentionally stepped into his shadow before they realized that, hey, the shadow too could even heal the sick. Then they started laying the sick people in the places that the shadow will pass. Laying them laying them so as he was going and the thing was passing on them they were getting up that is what they saw even with jesus when access became difficult they said actually let us touch your garment and that one there it is not consultation no consultation with nothing i'm just coming to touch amen <laughs> hallelujah you see the bible said the people when they understood because they understood that a person's virtue what is inside a person if god is with a person you will see it in the quality of his flesh and you will see it in the height the extension of his shadow so the longer the shadow the greater the virtue that is coming out of that person so the people because they have that understanding they say oh this man don't leave him when we say we want to go and see him he's going to ask us to wait so they just take their aprons and their handkerchief when they go they just rub his body and they go back and you see especially the women when they will say, hey, me, I've done my own. Oh. And people will come. Say, give me your own. Let me do it for you. Is that not what happens? Give me your own. Let me do it for you. Somebody will lead and say, hey, please, take mine. Somebody can carry about 50 handkerchiefs. Say, come. Oh, Paul. Then they will turn around. <laughs> they understood. And they walked in that acknowledgement of the Holy Garment. But these things are lost in our days. Because we are looking for a mantle. We have lost the basis. How many of us have held a mantle and we have received invitation? It is the understanding. The understanding is that it is a holy garment for the covering of the one that bears it and for the transmission of power to the one that touches it. Hallelujah. And this is how it works. This covering I think I'm now down five minutes. So let's finish with the next five minutes. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed? Amen. Hallelujah. Because these people understood, the people of Rome, in the Greek culture, they understood that anytime you go into the presence of a deity, the only way to carry the essence of that deity is by rubbing the article or the altar or the wall of that room with something of yours 
So as you live, you carry the full essence of that deity with you. I said it over here. No token is capable outside of connection with the altar on which the covenant works. Hallelujah. That is why, especially in the dark world, when they give you a token, you have commitment activities you do. Yearly sacrifices, certain lifestyle they will impose on you, things you have to do. Why? They, as soon as you stop, the token will lose its power. It is to ensure connection to the altar. Amen. So if it is a chain, it is to ensure connection between the chain and the altar. Hallelujah. If it is an anointing oil, it is to ensure connection within, between the anointing oil and the altar. And when it comes to the holy garments, the holy garment or any garment, it's not about, there is no specialized garment. This one, this one, this one is not what is in the Torah. Hallelujah. This one is not what is in the Torah. This one is just a miniature. It's, it's just a representation of what is in the Torah. It, it is, there is a very big deviation between this one and the original that God inscribed. A very big deviation. So relax. Don't go looking for this one. If you find one, it is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you find one, it is good. If you want to buy one, you can see um, Apostle Titus. He will arrange for some for you. It shouldn't be costly. Amen. But anything, any piece of garment which connects to an altar becomes a holy garment. Hallelujah. There are two ways to connect to an altar. Nobody sees an altar. Do you see any altar? I'm not talking about uh, putting stones together. It's just a physical representation. Nobody sees an altar. Amen. Altars are invisible realities represented by two things. Number one is the agency of the church or the agency of a household. So the church represents an invisible altar that is administering a particular kind of grace in a particular place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, are you here with me? The church is the agency and it is like Ministry of Health. You get it? So, the government has a budget of money, maybe $10 million to take care of the health of the people in the country. And they give an agency as a ministry, Ministry of Health. So, they are going to administer that $10 million. So, the church is a spiritual agency that administers an altar of God in a particular place. So, we are here not just because we were looking for a place and we found a place. We are here as an agency so that whatever God is doing on the altar, we become the ones that make it available to the people in this town. We become the one that makes those things available. We become the one that makes healing available. We become the one that makes prosperity available to the people in this town, to the people that enter into this church. So one way to encounter an altar is to encounter the agency, to become a part of that agency, or to become, a, 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 what do you call it? A subscriber to that agency. To connect 
to the church to connect to a particular household you are able to connect to the altar of that household amen so you can carry any piece of clothes bring it to church put it on the altar believe that as that contact is made you are connecting to the altar after you pick that piece of cloth it is no more a normal cloth it is a holy garment hallelujah and like i said that becomes a consummate experience walking in the daily application in the bigger school as you have entered into the house what you wore even into the house becomes your point of contact there is a lot at stake when we say that you will not live here the same <laughs> hallelujah there is a lot at stake i was telling apostle titus death yesterday there's a lot we preach about we don't see any effects today but 20 years time they will just be staring us in the face like that and we'll be wondering how those things started how those things ever came about it is because 20 years ago we were speaking them 20 years ago we were engaging them 20 years ago we were praying them hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah how do we engage the altar number two the altar is represented by the stewardship of the priest every altar has two things the place the person the place and the what yeah so you go to the place you contact the altar you meet the person you contact the altar hallelujah melchizedek was a high priest but moses did not encounter the place he encountered the person Aye. so to encounter the altar you encounter either the place or the person so when the stewardship of the priest is extended to something you designate to a cloth or a garment that you appoint it becomes a holy garment hallelujah when i bless your garment it is a holy garment because i do not bless it in my name i bless it as a representative of the altar of god on which the covenant is working are you getting it when your garment enters into this place you automatically connect and it is about agreement amen most of the time man we don't have faith too. it's agreement we are showing but we think it is fit agreement is a subset it is a manifestation of faith it is not faith itself and a lot of times all we need is agreement at what point do you know and do you even know you have the required level of faith for what you are seeking for but agreement is more powerful than faith Amen. Did I shock somebody? Agreement is more powerful than faith. Praise God. Every time Jesus was healing people, why do you think that Jesus would always ask them, do you think I, the son of man, I can do this? Jesus would in the end call it faith. But then, what he wanted from them was the agreement. Praise God. 
was the agreement was the agreement so when you engage your heart your mind that this piece of garment i place on this stage on this altar this piece of garment the man of god blesses for me this piece of garment i wave in this house i am connecting to the altar it is no more a piece of cloth it is no more gtp it is now a holy garment it is no more a handkerchief bought from second it is now a holy garment hallelujah and by that holy it is your covering it is your covering hallelujah it is your covering you understand aaron using that holy garment could not die it is your covering it is it is your point of contact to experience the healing virtue the virtues of god it is your point of contact you go into a place you rent a new shop you go you go you wave your garments you are activating a covering over the place you are taking charge of the air praise god you are taking charge of the air you are taking charge i said in the matters of the air you are dealing with covering you are dealing with wings in the holy garments it's, it's it is it is an all-purpose solution it is both a covering and then it also has the wings praise god it is it is your point point of contact for your flight as you hold on the wings of the garments you hold on the tassels god you said that those that wait upon you they shall mount up with wings they shall mount up with wings a lot of people are not able to fly with wings because they don't have a covering and they don't have wings hallelujah but i pray for you that in the name of jesus you mount up with wings as an eagle you mount up with wings as an eagle by the holy garment i command your covering is fulfilled in the name of jesus you shall not be touched by the enemy when there is an arrow that is thrown from the camp of the enemy against your life it shall not reach you because you are covered in the name of jesus the prince of the power of the air has no hold over your life because you are covered in the name of jesus those that the wind is bringing down and causing them to be subjected to the earth by reason of the gravitational pull in the name of jesus because of the holy garment your wings are empowered your wings receive strength and you so higher you shall not be limited to the ground you so higher in the name of jesus lift up your voice begin to speak to them we would love to have you fellowship with us you can locate us at the shalom motors junction lashibi of the ashaiman Nungwa highway for a sunday glory celebration service at 8 a.m 